Hi everyone, my name is Bart Krzepczyk. I'm at the German Marshall Fund and at Sciences Po and here with my co-author and colleague and friend, David McCain. I am based in Brussels. David is in uh, Washington and we're both co-authors of a recent foreign affairs piece, uh, Why the World Needs a United West, as well as a forthcoming book with Brookings Institution Press called Partners of First Resort, America, Europe, and the Future of the West. Uh, David, let me turn it to you and uh, give an overview of what we try to argue. Right. Well, thank you, Bart. Um, you know, I think it's particularly appropriate that we're doing this uh, the night of the very first debate between Donald Trump and uh, Joe Biden, the first presidential debate. Um, I think what we uh, have looked at over the last three or four years is a serious uh, decline in transatlantic relations. And I think both Bart and I felt that what is needed was really a restatement of not only of our vision for a transatlantic relationship, but, but also new institutions that will, uh, that will uh, better represent what those values are and what those interests are. And we went and looked at the Atlantic Charter, which is really in many ways the foundation for the transatlantic relationship. Now, this was a, uh, a charter that was set out by Winston Churchill and Franklin Rose about 70 years ago uh, in 1941. And essentially what it, what it did was to uh, uh, allow for a, not only war planning, but a statement of respect for uh, the sovereignty of nations, for free trade, and for rule of law. And those values and those interests, uh, again, we believe need to be restated, and new institutions need to be um, surround need to surround those uh, those uh, statements. And so, Barb, perhaps you could talk a little bit about um, what we see as the uh, kind of critical. Um, steps moving forward in, in, in order to uh, ensure that the relationship is, uh, is, is moving forward. Sure thing. Well, you know, it's interesting that uh, uh, you mentioned the Atlantic Charter in 1941, and uh, right now in Europe, there's a growing misperception that somehow the United States is falling to its pre-1941 uh, habits of isolationism, nationalism. And I think our view is really that is that Trump is the aberration uh, and not the new normal. And it's interesting also that uh, Trump evokes is for, for the first time in U.S. history probably is, is an American president who evokes neither love, fear, nor respect, but just utter contempt uh, among European allies. And so we really think that the relationship needs reintegration and new institutions. And why is that? Well, three-part reason. One, the world needs a united West because otherwise the multilateral system and the ability of the world to deal with global challenges does not work without uh, an effective transatlantic engine. The US needs Europe for foreign policy success, and likewise, Europe needs the United States uh, to ensure its foreign policy success. And so what we propose is a new Atlantic Charter, we call it the Transatlantic Strategic Partnership Agreement, uh, and an overarching Transatlantic Council. And that's mainly because we view NATO as a little bit too limited in its agenda, being a military alliance, and the US-EU summits as being too limited in its participation uh, with just EU leaders, uh, meaning with the US president. And so what we sketch forth is a, a new vision for the transatlantic uh, relationship and uh, hopefully for a better world order at large. And um, David, if I could kick it back to you, and um, you, know, you know, on issues like climate or trade or technology or cyber, how do you think um, this would make things any different from the way things are now. 
Well, again, I think that this is um, what you referred to in terms of, you know, this is not, these are not issues that sort of naturally fall under the, the ambit of, uh, of NATO. And while EU-US summits are useful and obviously very, very necessary, they, sorry, they tend to be high level. Um, they don't tend to um, focus on many deliverables in the end. And I think what a new institution would do would be to able to, on an ongoing basis, work on issues like climate change, work on issues like trade. And so that when these summits actually do occur, there are actual um, really substantive proposals that um, the leaders can then discuss and decide um, whether or not they're going to uh, to adopt certain parts of them or whether they need further work. But it's an ongoing process that I think would be uh, extremely helpful. And so, um, you know, this is something that, uh, again, there, there, there are many, many ideas out there. Uh, but I think the, the key thing is to have a, a, a new focus on uh, strengthening the alliance. Yeah. And one thing, you know, as we were bouncing around ideas with other uh, colleagues from the State Department, with other friends of ours, um, there's sometimes a resistance to new institutions or new ideas of this sort. And I think uh, in some ways uh, we need to overcome that reluctance uh, because, you know, uh, the future challenges are going to require some new forms of cooperation. And uh, just like we set up in the Obama administration, the G20 at the leaders level and previously other institutions, I think we need to think in creative terms for the future. And so uh, the article in the book um, tried to sketch some of that out. Well, thank you, David. Thank you, Bart. Enjoyed it.